election, which is one of my favorite topics, especially in years like 2020 where things just aren't great. You hope that is going to come together, and every time it doesn't, you get murder hornets instead. So, with that murder kind hornets. of with that kind of world, um, it helps to focus in on things like resurrection, which Jesus believed in and taught on, and things like that. So, some people would call resurrection like the raising of the dead, things like that, which it is. But that actually, in the way that we think about it today, is 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 kind of different from the fullness of resurrection. So. In today's passage in Mark, Jesus runs into the Sadducees, and the Sadducees were like another kind of religious leader. Just like our church might be a free Methodist church, there's also a Methodist church and a Baptist church and so on and so forth. Uh, The Jewish people of Jesus' time had their own denominations, if you will. They had different thoughts on different passages. Uh, We don't know like a whole lot about the Sadducees, but from what we can tell, they were pretty... Humanistic for the most part. They thought Weren't they that, more violent? Uh, they might have been, but as far as like their thinking went on resurrection, it is clear from what they say to Jesus that they think resurrection is a joke. Like the Pharisees have seen this in their passages, which is why Paul gets so excited about resurrection, because he was a Pharisee and Jesus proves it. Um, but for the Sadducees, when it came to this debate, they're like, resurrection is not a thing. We don't see that in the Bible anywhere. This is the Pharisees are just getting so hung up on a few select passages and blowing it out of proportion. That's not what the Bible is trying to say. So if this sounds like today, it should. Because just as Christians argue about passages, so did the Jewish denominations argue about passages. Sadducees were actually more like, when we die, we die. It's just done. We don't go to Sheol. We don't go to anything. It's just kind of science. It's all over. Uh, whereas the Pharisees are like, when we die... God one day will come and bring us back to life, was their hope. This resurrection idea that that death and Sheol wasn't the end, but that we would one day be with God. That that was their hope. And the Sadducees thought that was a joke. So they, they had like their own little trump card to like play on this debate that they played on Jesus. Is it a spade or a club? It was... Listen, he could have made a worse joke there. You should be thankful. I went for cards. I made very, very simple on that one. Uh, yeah. Their their card of sorts that they would play uh, is kind so of like... a diamond this. or a heart? I can't concentrate. Stop throwing me off. <laughs> So uh, this the story that they would use essentially to try to kind of like convince people, and they use it on Jesus once. Like, all right, Jesus, so you think that we're gonna come back to life one day, and everything's just gonna be all hunky dory? Well, here's an idea. Let's say that there's this guy uh, or this woman who's who's married, and then her husband dies. From a law standpoint, she then is gonna marry. Uh, her husband's brother so that she's taken care of by by someone. So he dies and then and then she marries the brother. But then he dies and this happens again and again. And she had he had seven brothers. So by the end she's been married seven times all to the people within the same family. Wait, total of seven brothers or there were seven brothers and the original? There's seven brothers. 
So, so there's eight times There's marriage. the original and then the other six, if you will. Oh, okay. So seven total. Yeah. Okay. But, like, that's kind of like this, like, you can imagine the Sadducees, like, in the background behind the guy telling this, like, snickering, like, ha, 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 Like, just imagine. Because then the punchline comes. It's like, just imagine, Jesus. We're all raised back to dead. And now you've got one woman married to seven people who are all in the same family. And to them, it's just humorous. First off, you have a woman practicing polygamy instead of a man, which was not uh, typically how it went. And secondly, like, just imagine the soap opera, right? Like, No, just imagine their parents. Yeah, like, well, losing was, six right? children? Like, man. That wasn't really the focus of the story. But <laughs> the idea is, like, all these people come back to life in the resurrection. They're all married. And Jesus, like, you're waiting for him to be like, ha, 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 yeah, that is funny. Resurrection's not a thing. You know, like, you'd think he might go that route. Is he going to agree with the Pharisees or the Sadducees? Is resurrection a thing or not? How does this story stand up? And Jesus is kind of insulting to them. Uh, he says, is this not the reason you are wrong? Because you know neither the scriptures nor the power of God for when they rise from the dead, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels in heaven. And as for the dead being raised, have you not read in the book of Moses, in the passage about the bush where God spoke to him, saying, I am the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. He's not God of the dead, but of the living. You are quite wrong. So imagine going up to like the popular, religious, powerful leaders of your time being like, you guys are idiots. So <laughs> you've got that moment where Jesus is like, don't you even know the Bible? Um, and the way that he argues them, because there's really not much about the resurrection in the Old Testament, like at all. The passage Jesus argues is one that they've never contemplated before. Is God says, I am the God of Isaac and Jacob and Abraham. And Jesus uses that to say, like, if God says he's the God of them, like God's the God of the living, not the dead. So they must still be alive. <laughs> and like, you can just imagine the Sadducees being like, Oh, crap, never thought of that before. <laughs> you know, like, they actually feel like Jesus has won this. Uh, I mean, I guess, you know, maybe they didn't feel like he won. But either way, like, they don't know what to say to that. It's like, we've never thought of that. But the other, like, slap across the face is like, you guys think resurrection life is going to be just like this life. So, like, we're going to come back to life. I'm going to move back into my house in Jackson and find Jody and the kids. And we're all going to live a little life there. Like, that's... That's the way he's that like... That would be so weird. Because think about it, like, in the example that they're giving, mm -hmm. it's like the passage of time occurs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, like, you know, if, for example, if Beckett grows up and ends up, you know, living in that house, like, then who would be the master of the house if everyone tries to live it there at the same time? Time all converges at one point. Yeah. So, but that's kind of just his point. It's like, you think that resurrection life is going to be like this life? You guys are ridiculous. <laughs> like, Because there would be not enough room in your house. Yeah. So he makes a point biblically. Actually, resurrection is real. Here's where I see it in the Bible. And then if you think that resurrection life is anything like this, like you misunderstand like what's ahead of us. It's not like that. And so the picture that Jesus paints for them is like, you know, like there's not even you're not going to find marriage in heaven. Like you think like the very basics of life as you know it now will just carry over but like in that world things will be very different 
That's not to say that we won't know each other. Paul actually talks to, um, he talks to a church like, he has this kind of like jovial, like can't wait for the resurrection. We'll see you all there. Like I'll still remember you. You'll remember me. We'll all finally be perfect in every way and our morality and the way that we live and our bodies will be perfect. All of that's ahead of us. Um, and Paul's super psyched about that. But he's not, Paul doesn't act like we won't be, you won't know your husband and you'll just be like, you'll never see them again. N- nothing like that. Instead, Paul has this idea of like, whatever this is going to be like that day, it'll be perfection, even though it won't match what today is. So like, for example, it won't be like the movie Coco, where like you cross the flower bridge and like people are there as long as they're remembered. Spoiler, that's part of the movie. Anyway. Um, You're supposed to say spoiler before you say the spoiler, Casey. Too late. Too late. It's gone. Anyway, moving on. If you haven't watched Coco, it's been like five years. But, like, how that was like a different world and that was kind of a, a different thought of like the afterlife or even resurrection because you, they had kind of a different body form yeah. in the afterlife area. So, like... You think you think our resurrection's closer to more like that, or I'd actually say Coco is more of like ancient Bible thinking. So the whole like when you forget people, they die thing in mm-hmm. the afterlife, that wouldn't be a part of it. But biblical thinking in the Old Testament was when we die, we go to Sheol. Everybody, whether you're good or bad, whether you follow God or follow something else, everybody ends up in Sheol. That was their thinking. In the New Testament, they just changed the name Sheol to Hades. Hades isn't hell. Hades is... When we die, we all go to Sheol slash Hades. It's just the Greek word for... The Greek equivalent to Sheol. Mm. So Coco is kind of that idea. is like when everybody dies, they all go to this one place. Um, that would match a similar Old Testament feel. Uh, when Jesus comes along, they start learning resurrection is real. The other thing they learn along the way is... You always hope that, like, if you died and you were following God, you'd never have to go to Sheol. And that's what they learn is when we die, we actually go straight to heaven. Mm. Resurrection, though, is a step beyond heaven. One day in Revelation, God comes back to earth. And when he does that, he gives all the humans of heaven new resurrected bodies to come and live on the earth. And the new heavens and new earth is basically the ultimate heaven. So... That's ultimately what we have ahead of us. It's not just... The gospel isn't we just die and go to heaven. The gospel is resurrection. We die, we go to heaven, and then when Jesus comes back to earth, we come back with him. And then the new earth, there's everything that you were ever hoping for and waiting for. Uh, Along with your seven brother husbands. (laughs) Except not, because that was Jesus' whole point. It's like, right. resurrection life is not just the carrying on of this life. Resurrection life will It'll be, be different. different. will be different. But it will also be perfect. So, some people get afraid of resurrection life. Like, I don't want it different. But, like, the Jesus is painting something for us that's significantly better. And what did Jesus do with his resurrection body? I mean, he was basically a Marvel superhero. He could walk through walls. Teleportation. No one recognized him. Yeah, he could just like, it seemed like he could fade in and out of existence. I wonder if that's what Paul meant by like this being a spiritual body. Was a sense like you could almost like 
it was spiritual in the sense that like just like angels seem to phase in and out of existence <laughs> Jesus in his new resurrected body had the capacity too so I don't I don't know what it'll be like superpower bodies but Jesus everyone. kept breaking all the rules with that resurrected body so as a nerd I'm excited to see what what we can do with that Aaron we're gonna come visit you in Ireland <laughs> <laughs>